Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. For rainfall. Virginia getting ready for the remnants of Ian. I'm Nick Ainelli. Also this morning, a judge makes an order in the court challenge of the early counting of mail-in ballots in Maryland. I'm Mike Marillo. The response after an area high school student is seen on video spewing hate. I'm Michelle Bash. Good morning. Welcome in 3 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. As Florida copes, the Carolinas prepare for a re-energized Hurricane Ian. The National Hurricane Center warns of life-threatening storm surges and hurricane conditions along the Carolina coast later today. Ian's cost to Florida has been enormous, including in human lives. Governor Ron DeSantis. We absolutely expect to have mortality from this hurricane. I just caution people. You know, there's a process by where that is confirmed. So far, that is just a few. But as he deals with the Florida catastrophe on a federal level, the president expects that to be much higher. With more CBS News reporter Jason Allen. President Biden plans to visit both Florida and Puerto Rico when the conditions allow. Times like this, America comes together. We're going to pull together as one team, as one America. Ian is now gathering strength as it moves toward Georgia and the Carolinas, where it's expected to make landfall again on Friday. So from Hilton Head, South Carolina, WTOC-TV's Camille Syed reports. Some tourists that I've spoken to, some from Louisiana, some from California, say they weren't expecting this kind of weather on their trip, and they are a little worried, but this will certainly be a vacation they will not forget. And as lifeguards advise people not to get in to the water. They say they're not quite sure what to expect for this storm. President Biden has approved an emergency declaration to speed up federal help to South Carolina. In Washington, where there's another one of those government funding deadlines coming, the Senate has passed a short-term spending bill. The House still has to follow. CBS's Linda Kenyon. The bill funds the federal government through December 16th and gives Congress more time to finish its work setting spending levels for the new fiscal year. With some exceptions, this bill funds operations at current levels. Those those exceptions include more than $12 billion to aid Ukraine and a $2 billion block grant for disaster assistance. On the Health Watch, there is a new device that could help some people with a potentially fatal health condition. A Massachusetts firm says it's testing a bionic pancreas that manages blood sugar levels for type 1 diabetics. The automated wearable device performs maintenance to regulate the condition in which the pancreas makes insufficient amounts of insulin. Correspondent Deborah Rodriguez oversees a big ceremony is set for Moscow a short time from now after Russian President Putin officially announces the annexation of about 15% of the territory of Ukraine, a move that is called a sham by most of the world. Elsewhere overseas, Afghan police say a suicide bomber has killed 19 people, wounding 27 at an education center in a Shiite area of the Afghan capital. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief.
The crowds were tremendous last weekend during Regency's total warehouse liquidation at the world's largest furniture outlet in Waldorf, Maryland. Customers saved hundreds, even thousands. Due to the overwhelming response, Regency Furniture has held over the $47 million liquidation two final days, Saturday and Sunday only. More quality furniture has been marked down up to 80% off. First time ever, furniture starting at $69. Save big on Regency's huge selection. Hurry, this is absolutely the best time to buy new furniture this weekend at the Regency Furniture Outlet in Waldorf. WTOP at 303. Good Friday morning, September 30th, 2022. Welcome to the last day of this month. Cloudy, breezy, chance of late day rain this Friday, the high of 68, 57. You're waking up to right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your early 3 a.m. hour ride. Dobbing the local stories we're looking at for you this morning. The latest on Hurricane Ian is where we begin has regained some strength after exiting Florida, taking aim at South Carolina. Now, the National Hurricane Center at last check says the storm spent only a few hours as a weakened tropical storm over Florida before it spun into a Cat 1 hurricane again in the Atlantic Ocean. Last check at 85 miles an hour this morning. Rescue crews are wading through water and using boats to rescue Florida residents stranded in the wake of Hurricane Ian. Governor Ron DeSantis says there have been at least 700 confirmed rescues in Florida with likely more to come in that devastation. President Joe Biden, for his part this week, says the hurricane may be responsible for substantial loss of life and could end up being the deadliest storm ever in Florida history. Here in the D.C. area, we are expecting to see the rain this weekend from the remnants of Ian. Coming in late today, this Friday afternoon is when it begins. Several days of rain, at least through the weekend. Forecasters expect some flooding as well. Virginia's getting ready for Ian's severe weather. From Saturday through about Monday, and we anticipate the rain to arrive later in the day tomorrow. Governor Glenn Youngkin declared a state of emergency with the southern, central, and eastern portions of the state expected to get hit the hardest. Lauren Opet with the Virginia Department of Emergency Management. We're definitely watching the entire Commonwealth. Uh, we know from Previous storms that they have the ability to shift. They have the ability to drop higher than projected rainfall totals. Rain and tidal flooding expected to last through the weekend and into next week. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. See pictures of storm damage and read a lot more about Hurricane Ian. Click away at WTOP.com. WTOP News Time, now 306. Major developments in campaign 2022 this Friday morning. A push to temporarily pause the early counting of mail-in ballots locally in Maryland denied this week by an appeals court. But attorneys for the Republican gubernatorial candidate who is calling for the pause says this morning he's not sure that means the counting will actually still get underway. Republican Dan Cox is challenging a Montgomery County Circuit Court decision that gave the green light to the counting of mail-in ballots before the election. He says the court shouldn't make that change. The General Assembly and governor should. Now, as that challenge moves through the courts, the Maryland Court of Special Appeals decided to deny a stay, which effectively will allow for the early counting of ballots to begin as soon as this weekend. But Cox's attorney, Ed Hartman, says not so fast. He's not certain this means the counting will happen because he has also been asked by the Court of Appeals to respond to a filing by the Office of the Attorney General by today. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. A student said Governor Thomas Johnson High locally in Frederick is facing severe discipline this morning as well as criminal charges. This after using hate speech and racial slurs against black people in a video posted to social media. 
WTOP has this week confirmed the student was, in fact, a JV football player, but was kicked off the team. Extremely disturbing. That's how Frederick County Public Schools Superintendent Cheryl Dyson and School Board President Brad Young described the video in a joint message. They say racism and hate have no place in our community nor in our schools, adding this incident demonstrates our need to continue our unrelenting efforts to foster an inclusive and safe environment. In her own message, the principal of Governor Thomas Johnson High, Tracy Kibler, urges parents to let kids know when it comes to hate speech online, it's okay to report it, don't repost it. Michelle Bash, WTOP News. Meantime, word that members of the Frederick County School Board are discussing the proposed policy on racism. The four-page document covering such matters is hiring, training, data collection, as well as the curriculum urging board members to engage in candid, action-oriented discussions about race and inequality in the school system. A final vote could happen by year's end. Stay tuned. Friday morning, September 30th. Glad you're with us this early hour. Welcome into WTOP at 3.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. We'll start you off in Virginia. 66 eastbound. The work as you head east of 29 Centerville toward 28 in Centerville. Still getting by a single file left, but a couple of pieces of good news. One of our cell callers told us the exit to 29 is open on the eastbound side, as is the ramp to go north on 28 toward Dulles. Uh, so good news for folks uh, headed eastbound. Westbound, though, they are working uh, the work zone begins at the Fairfax County Park and extends to a point just beyond 29 in Centerville. However, the ramp from westbound 66 to 29 is closed uh, by the work zone, so be aware. Self-divert early at 28, otherwise you'll have to go out to Manassas and work your way back. Now, if you're traveling on the Beltway in Virginia, interloop uh, between Arlington Boulevard and I-66, still getting by the work zone, single file to right. And remember, the ramp to go west on 66 exit 49B blocked as part of that work zone. You're diverted up to Route 7. Also working on the inner loop between 123 and the Dulles Toll Road. Two right lanes get you by as the late you get by without delay. Emergency work, as as Maryland State Highways is calling it, out of loop. As you approach and pass over Branch Avenue, again, stay to the far left to get by. Uh, but the exits to both northbound and southbound Branch Avenue remain open in that work zone. Also working on the outer loop as you head south to the American Legion Bridge and continue toward the bridge for Georgetown Pike over top of the Beltway. Two right lanes get you by that construction. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Continuing to track Hurricane Ian, making its way toward the South Carolina coast and then moving through South Carolina and towards North Carolina and then our direction with rain by Friday afternoon and evening. The rain gets heavier after sunset. Some heavy rain, actually, in parts of the area on our Friday night, so not the best night at all. Saturday, we'll see some showers. Not a washout Saturday. Uh, take the umbrella with you, but most of the day might be on the drier side. Still a lot of cloud cover. I have only 64. 63 on Sunday. Better chance of rain moving back in. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. We're at 51 in Rockville, 52 Ashburn, 52 as well in District Heights this morning, 57 in Holding in our nation's capital. This 3 a.m. hour, Friday morning, September 30th. Here at WTLP, this check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Good morning. Welcome in. It's 311 on WTLP.
You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. You listen to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather in your car. But what about when you're not behind the wheel? Download the WTOP News app to listen wherever you are. Eating breakfast, out for a run, or at work. Plus, sign up for news alerts, create a personalized news feed, and register for rewards. 24-7, 365. Never miss a moment with the WTOP app. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org, insured by NCUA. This is WTOP News. The images right now coming out of Florida are stunning. Entire neighborhoods flattened by Hurricane Ian. Hundreds have been rescued in high water, and the storm promises to create a lot more devastation as it now spins into the Atlantic this morning before coming ashore in South Carolina eventually and moving up the coast. There's a lot of work ahead for FEMA, and President Joe Biden has this week praised the people who work there, saying they're restoring America's faith in the government. The president further says over the past six to ten years, that faith has been eroding. This morning, CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett, who also hosts the Takeout podcast, joins WTOP to explain how federal and state governments must work together despite political lines in situations like this. Cooperation is absolutely the key, and nonpartisan cooperation, linking arms, getting things solved to the best of everyone's ability as rapidly as possible. And for the federal government, and I've been covering storms since I started covering the White House in the late 1990s, every president and every administration has three goals preparation, performance, and communication. And the federal government needs to buttress the work of the states in all three respects. Prepare, meaning preposition things to the best of your ability. Perform once the storm has passed to deal with the most immediate needs and then communicate relentlessly in collaboration with whoever the governor is and do as much as you can to reinforce what the state and local governments, because they're the point of most relief can do and for this administration and there are lots of doubts about whether the federal government can function well with a midterm coming rapidly the performance and pre preparation and communication will be vital to the larger national political evaluation of this administration and its effectiveness major speaking of performance a lot of people are looking at president biden and uh they're questioning his age they accuse him of not being mentally mm -hmm. sharp and during a news conference fighting hunger this happened jackie are you here where's jackie and that president called out to indiana republican congresswoman jackie walorski who as you know died in a car crash in early august mm -hmm. it's been getting a lot of play what's your analysis it was a huge mistake and the white house had a choice not to say that Jackie Walorski was on the top of the president's mind because of her career identification with this issue of hunger. She's passed away. Tragically, it was national news for a couple of days. It was a huge mistake, just a gaffe, terrible and painful. Say that. Admit it. Do it front and center. In the president's own words, the very next time he's at a microphone, this White House chose differently intensifying the sense of scrutiny and intensifying what most people who look at this issue say is an undue sensitivity about the president's mental acuity. Well, if you do things like that and don't acknowledge them straight up and peer into the camera and say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, let's move on, you let this thing linger. And for whatever reason, the White House has chosen that strategy, which baffles me nearly as much as the gap itself. CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett and a conversation with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Are you blind or losing vision? 
Do you feel like it's controlling your life and your decisions, possibly limiting you? Well, I've been there. But through the National Federation of the Blind, I have learned that I don't have to allow blindness to define me, and you don't have to either. To learn more and find the support you need, simply visit blind.org. That's blind.org. The National Federation of the Blind. Live the life you want. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Friday morning, last day of the month, September 30th, 2022. 3.15 in the morning sports time and Rob's turn. Thursday night football quickly became a referendum on the NFL's concussion protocols. The lasting image of the Bengals' 27-15 win over the Dolphins is Miami's Tua Tungavailoa laid on the turf in the fencing response following head and neck injuries that sent him to the hospital just four days after being tested for a concussion in the win over the Bills, prompting the players' union to request an investigation. Tua was conscious. He had movement in all his extremities. Respectfully moving back home, the Washington Commanders look likely to go into Dallas quite thin on the offensive line with Wes Schweitzer still sidelined at Thursday practice by a concussion and Charles Leno still limited. So Jack Del Rio's defense will need to step up. We got turnovers in bunches throughout the offseason. I'm surprised we haven't got them going yet, but they come and we'll get ours. Washington has one takeaway, lowest in the league, and their minus four turnover ratio is second worst. We discussed that on the D.C. Sports Huddle on WTOP.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And Dave Johnson said this about the Wizards ahead of their preseason opener in Japan. The Memphis Grizzlies, look at their story last year. They had an incredible player like John Moran. But it's about the chemistry coming together around them. And Bradley Beal could average 30 points. He's an elite player. So as I'm watching Kristaps Porzingis make corner threes and Kyle Kuzma do what he does, this team has talent. They'll face the Warriors at 6 a.m. our time. The Nationals will host a Friday day-night doubleheader against the Phillies after moving Saturday night's game to a 1 p.m. Friday start due to the remnants of Hurricane Ian expected to hit this area. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Rob, as always. 317 Friday morning, September 30th on WTOP. Among the top stories we're following at TOP this 3 a.m. hour, Ian is a hurricane again this overnight early morning with sustained winds now at last check of 85 miles an hour. The deadly storm expected to hit the South Carolina coast around noon today, this Friday, with dangerous flooding expected along with storm surges and strong winds. Congress moving quickly, as you might imagine, to avoid that government shutdown set for midnight. The Senate has passed a short-term spending bill this week that would finance federal agencies into mid-December. The legislation in question also provides money to low-income families for winter heating and money for Ukraine, now heading to the House. And a Rockville couple is accused of trying to sell protected and personal health info involving U.S. military members to Russia. But they were caught by an undercover FBI agent. While doing so, they could face decades behind bars. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Friday morning here on WTOP at 318. Glad you're with us. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Rich Hunter's with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Authorities uh, just arriving on the scene of a couple of new crashes. One's going to be in Reston on Soapstone Drive, on halfway between Lawyers Road and uh, Glade Drive. Again, a single vehicle off the road into the trees, so be careful there. They may have traffic stopped there temporarily. There was also one just off of Walnut Branch Road in the Fairfax County Parkway. Single vehicle there into a tree again, so please be careful driving out there this morning. On the outer loop of the Bellway in Maryland, still working as you cross over Branch Avenue. Stay left past the work zone. As of late, you've been getting by without delay. 
uh, 50 westbound as you make your way from uh, Sandy Point State Park toward uh, Cape St. Clair Road. Again, getting by that milling and paving project, single file to the left, but as of late without delay. Again, no work on the Bay Bridge. They picked it up early because of the wind warnings, and they are still in effect, but no vehicle restrictions. Three lanes westbound, two lanes eastbound. Montgomery County, Randolph Road remains closed between Neville Street and Park Lawn Drive. Clean up an investigation of the crash involving a freight train and a, a work vehicle last night. Again, uh, a lot of repair work still to be done. So for now, traffic redirected each way there as a result. So you cannot continue through on, on Randolph Road uh, between Rockville and Wheaton. If you're traveling on 270 South, so far so good. No early issues along I-95 of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway in either direction. Parkway was also moving well inside the Beltway headed toward the district. In the district, so far, so good on both I-295 North and DC-295 South into town. No early concerns along Suitland Parkway or South Capitol Street. New York Avenue from northeast to northwest also moving well. Uh, the maintenance work continues to close Independence Avenue in both directions between Washington Avenue Southwest and First Street Southeast. Again, watch for a police direction there as a result. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. We've got the rain making its way in on our Friday from Hurricane Ian moving our way, but it will not be a hurricane when it gets here. It's actually just going to be an area of low pressure. We're expecting rain most days, a little bit of wind, but nothing severe. 65 rain Friday night into the day on Saturday. Saturday, just some light rain here and there. Not a washout of a day, but keep the umbrella handy. Better chance of rain on Sunday. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Hammer. We're 52 in Upper Marlboro, 54 in Centerville, 57 in Holding at our nation's capital. This 3 a.m. hour, Friday morning, last day of this month, September 30th, 2022. Welcome into WTOP. Glad you're with us. This check brought to you by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check him out. Lynn, the plumber. From Washington to Kiev, updates on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, 24-7-365, 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Hi, I'm Capri, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Girl Spicy Deluxe is the chicken. They actually put it on the grill, cooked it in the sauce. It's definitely a good grilled spicy sandwich. Hey, I'm Michelle, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is it's spicy and it's full of flavor. When you pair that with the kale crunch salad, it's just good. Order a grilled spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for their testimonials. It's 321. You're listening to WTOP News. Good Friday morning. Welcome in. A D.C. man is suing park police officers locally for an arrest he says involved excessive force over the summer. He says he was tased three different times, arrested, and held overnight before being let go, and he was never told why. I'm just hoping for accountability and um, for professional behavior. Jonathan McKinney is 31 and a dog walker in the Palisades neighborhood where he lives. He'd never been arrested until an incident in July. That's when he says he repeatedly rebuffed a man in a t-shirt and shorts trying to talk with him near the entrance to Battery Kemple Park. Walking home, McKinney says his arrest by that man and uniformed U.S. Park police officers involved him being tased, sat upon, and detained in a car windows up. Very hot and I felt like I was suffocating. Held overnight, then released with no explanation or charges. McKinney, who is black, is suing, saying people should be able to move freely in their neighborhoods. Without threat of being profiled. Christy King, WTOP News. Now, a spokesman for the U.S. Park Police says this morning the agency takes all allegations of misconduct seriously. We cannot comment, they say, on litigation, but will make incident information available as soon as we are able, according to the spokesman. 
WTOP News Time now 3:22 Friday morning. A Baltimore anesthesiologist and her spouse, an Army major, are accused of trying to sell military medical data to Russia. Federal prosecutors in the case say the couple tried to pass federally protected medical information to an undercover FBI agent who they thought was a Russian embassy worker. This morning, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green explains the charges in this case. Conspiracy and wrongful disclosure of individually identifiable health information are the charges. And basically, they were planning, allegedly, to provide medical information of U.S. military personnel onto the government to pass this information onto the government of Russia. In fact, during a meeting with an undercover FBI agent, Anna Gabrielin, passed on allegedly information belonging to one military member's spouse onto this agent and apparently had some information that they were willing to pass on and may have passed on about an Air Force veteran and allegedly had plans to share medical data, the military medical data of other members of the U.S. military connected to Fort Bragg onto this person whom they believed was connected to the Russian government. JJ, some may ask, this doesn't seem to be the same as like passing nuclear submarine secrets. So why is this case so significant? This is significant because Gabriellen allegedly approached the Russian embassy with this offer. And she said during a meeting with the undercover FBI agent, according to these documents, that she'd reached out via phone and via email with this information. It took place, this meeting between her and this undercover agent took place in Gaithersburg in August of this year. This was information she believed Russia could exploit. You might ask how. Illnesses and other medical issues are often used and other things that may contribute to a person's standing or lack of standing in a service are often used by foreign intelligence agencies to blackmail people. And that, I think, was the thinking behind sharing this information. It could reflect negatively on their ability to serve. How does this uh, compare to other cases like this, JJ? I think the most important thing to look at here is that what I've learned in reading these documents and in talking to a couple of people, this is a situation allegedly involving someone that might be what we call a true believer. No money's involved. This person doing this because they believe they have some kind of patriotic or self-declared duty to that government. And when you consider what Russia's involved in now in Ukraine and when this took place, because it took place after this war started, then you have to seriously understand that there are people out there, even though Russia's doing what it's doing, there are people out there that may be still loyal to them, that are not connected to them in any other way except for this loyalty they feel to Russia, despite what Russia's doing. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green talking with Hillary and Sean. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. It's been a week, month, and a quarter that Wall Street would probably rather forget. Stocks head into the Friday session with prices deep in the red. Interest rate worries resurfaced yesterday, undoing Wednesday's rally. The Nasdaq tumbled nearly 3% to lead the sell-off. Data on consumer spending and personal incomes topped today's economic agenda. Analysts see spending up two-tenths of a percent in August, a bit more than in July. Incomes are forecast to show a rise of three-tenths. Also today, the University of Michigan will have this month's reading on consumer sentiment. It is expected to show no change from last month. 
The company best known for making iPhones for Apple is diversifying into electric vehicles. Taiwan's Foxconn Technology has begun building EVs for Lordstown Motors at a former GM plant in Ohio. It expects to deliver 50 endurance